Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Sports Radio Next three hours, you are the guest at 404-726-0929. And I want you to jump into our, our discussion here and, and tell me what you think. And, and when you come in here, a couple of things are true. I always say this. Uh, we can disagree, which is fine. And we disagree without being disagreeable. And, you know, it happens all the time. I'm talking about my, my friend John Chuckery yesterday. That John and I disagree on a lot of things, but we're never disagree and we're friends. But we just have different opinions. That's fine. Uh, that that's a B is. I I think if you're if you're on hold, you got to be a little bit patient because this isn't a. Um, hey John, first time, long time. Um, what do you think of the Hawks? I'll hang up and listen. That's not the way this works. Okay, you're not a caller. You're a guest. So I think it was one caller yesterday. I think we went back and forth for a good four or five minutes because he 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 was good, and I had questions for him. One note before we jump into this, and the question really is, what position besides quarterback is the most critical to get right? I just, for whatever this is worth to you, I just, I want to present, because I read a lot of stuff, I'm a big reader, and when it comes to the Falcons, yes, I lean on NFL.com and ESPN and CBS. Uh, I lean on um, the uh, the couple of the uh, Falcons fan sites, the two most notable uh, being uh, the USA Today site, uh, Falcons Wire, and, of course, the Falcoholic, both. I lean on those. Uh, for whatever this is worth, just for your background and knowledge here, there have been a lot of discussion about, you know, the Falcons, they're not no good at drafting. Well, NFL.com went back and regraded the draft from last year, okay? And you said all you did curious what NFL.com regrading the draft, what, what they said about the Falcons draft last year? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to guess, go. maybe. Okay. Um, All right. Uh, wh- where do you think they rank, rank them in the NFC South? First. Yes. Best draft in the NFC South, top 10 draft in the NFL. Top okay. 10, wow. Best top in 10. the NFC South. Yeah. Well, I mean, top 10 in the NFL. Bajon alone wins the NFC, NFC South because what. Carolina's quarterback uh, did wasn't much, right. and Tampa Bay and New Orleans didn't get much out of their draft picks either. So, yeah, wow. Top uh, Matthew 10. Bergeron, the second. Yeah, well, Bijan, Matthew Bergeron. You know, I mean, he's got a lot to learn. But boy, he showed yeah. a lot of flashed a lot of potential. Yeah. Started a lot of games. The defensive end out of Ohio Zach State. Harrison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he played great. How about yeah? yeah. How about Zach Harrison, right? Mm-hmm. Clark Phillips the third, then Demarco Helms. All impact players to some degree. Now. Phillips and Helms are, you know, are guys that I think are depth guys, but we saw, you know, Zach Harrison, especially toward the end of the year, start to look like a player and maybe somebody that you could pencil in opposite another guy on the edge here. So I, I, I just bring that back to you only for your information, for people when they scream, the Falcons don't know how to draft. I just, I'm just letting you know, kind of, 
what do you say? I don't know how you look at the well. Let's get to your calls here. Let's talk about it. Uh, Rags is going to join us this morning. Hey, Rags, what up? What up, John, man? How are you? I'm good, man. Uh, You're a homer like I am, man. I'm 30-plus 30, 30 year season ticket holder. And I'm going to go on the offensive line side of what the Falcons need. We have got to address that center position. If you look at the quarterbacks from last year, yeah, they weren't the best. But every snap, Dalman was in the backfield on every snap. I mean, when you when you put your hand up under that center, the center's butt still shouldn't be on you when you back there to pass. We have got to get a stronger center. That's my thought. We get that, then the well, offensive I, line know, is complete. Here's the thing. Yeah, well, here, here's the thing, Rags. A couple of things. One is is that we had that never-ending festering sore of a hole at left guard, right? Remember that? Right. Oh, how could we forget? Um, and then there's Jake Matthews, who has, you know, oh my God. on his way to Canton, okay? He's on his way to Canton, but Jake is Do you not think a kid so, anymore. really? Yeah, I think he's going to be in the Hall of Fame, yes. Okay. Yeah, he's already set some record for, like, most consecutive <laughs> – most consecutive start. He's been an all. He's been a Pro Bowler, multiple Pro Bowler. He set uh, some kind of record for most consecutive starts at left tackle in the history of the NFL. Yeah, I mean he's missed like one game. I mean he's been a. Word. I, I agree I with that. His longevity really... is good. Yeah, but he's he a good player. Be, That's he why gets... he protect, protected Matt Ryan all those yeah. years. Yeah, I agree. I mean, so, but those I mean, those those right, holding so anyway. penalties. Don't hold him to the At some point, you have to replace him. No, I guess the, what I'm trying to get to, Rags, is I agree with you. Uh, I have offensive line down as a pri- priority event for this team. Uh, and, um, and if you look at Joe Alt, who is a star tackle from Notre Dame, and Olu Fashionu, right. who is a star offensive lineman from Penn State, boy, wouldn't it be nice to have the ability – to be able to draft one of those guys with the eighth pick overall because, you know, I, I hear tell, and I don't know this for fact, but I hear tell, and we've talked about it before with some people, that Chris Lindstrom could slide in to the center position, which could allow you to slide McGarry into the guard next to him because he's better suited for guard, which could allow you to slide in, you know, the Pashnu into right tackle and be the – or alt – and be the heir apparent on the other side to replacing Jake Matthews at left tackle when Matthews retires. And so there's all that kind of stuff that's kind of in play when it comes to the draft. But I haven't a, said that. That's, I'm a, wondering, good, that's okay, a good so plan, John. That's a good plan, John. I like that because I'm sick of seeing the centers back in the backfield every snap. Uh, if we already have that, that guy on this team, it's not Hennessy and it's not Dalman. But – yeah, I would love to draft a offense. We haven't drafted an offensive lineman in the first round, I think, since Jake Matthews. And well, we got. Oh no, no, Chris Lindstrom. Hang on, Chris. Hang on. Yeah, oh, yeah. Chris Lindstrom and uh, and yeah. Caleb McGarry were both first round picks. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. So anyway, so, yeah, no, it'd I would be interesting to see what they that. do. Yeah. Well, because Rags, you know what. I, I want to circle this back because you've been watching the team, right, the Super Bowl team, two thousand sixteen, right? Right. Do you? I, I think some fans don't realize the guy that that, that what made that go 
Oh, it was Shanahan's uh, lost playbook. No, yes. what made that go was no. it was a free agent acquisition of a center named Alex Mack. That's right. That changed everything. That's right, and we have not replaced him since he left. Nope. It's kind of hard to find yeah, those We guys. have not replaced him. You're right. Yeah, You're right. I mean, uh, Philadelphia's uh, going to have a hard time replacing Jason Kelsey. Trust, trust me. The great centers oh, yeah. are hard to find. You're, not, you're right. They're going to they're gonna regret that, but it was time for him to go. But, yeah, man, I want to, you know, if we get that quarterback the way we should and don't have to draft one, I want to see an offensive line at number eight. Thanks, Rags. Do appreciate it. Uh, yeah, offensive line is All on right. my list here. And I know it's in an area that you think about here. Again, let, let's set this back up. Free agency begins three weeks from tomorrow, okay, with the air quotes legal tampering <laughs> The NFL is so funny with this whole legal tampering thing. Everybody would cheat and start the free agency before the free agency began, right? And so the NFL said, oh, look, every team is doing it. We can't find everybody, so we'll just make the what they're doing, this tampering that they're doing, legal. Well, yeah, the tampering is – that's free agency. Well, you know, the free agency period uh, – because here on the calendar it says uh, free agency begins on March 13th of this year when the league year begins. But the tampering – legal tampering period begins two days before on March 11th. You mean when free agency begins? But uh, to Rags point, yes, and I appreciate the call, offensive line. All right, let's go to Frank here. Frank, welcome to the show. What's up, Frank? Hey, uh, I, I agree with the last call. Look, I know everybody wants to go with a flash of a defensive end, you know, pass rusher. And, and yes, we, we do need one, I agree. But you, you have to have that, that um, center go. I mean, because to me, you look at the, the, the bumble snaps that happened last year, the, 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 the times – when, when um, Desmond Renner or Taylor Heineke were just uh, pressured and pretty much had people in their face. I'm like, the, the, the center is the guy who communicates with the quarterback. I mean, he's pretty much like the, you know, the, the person on the defensive end who, who calls out the plays and stuff. I mean, you have to have that guy, that, that, that leader. And whether you're addressing in free agency or the draft, need a, a center because I believe that the center will, will make that um, left guard position better. Uh, Chris Listrom, he, he's already a pro bowler. And on right guard, so really, why try to mess with that? In, in my opinion, you know. Yeah, that that would him. be the argument against moving him. Yes, that that would be right. correct, so, Frank. The argument against moving so, him, right? Right. So uh, I mean, I I do agree that you know maybe we need to draft another offensive lineman to um, you know perhaps you know, eventually on um, replace Jake Matthews. But the, the center, I mean, you look at it. I mean, the, the Falcons did their best when they had um, Tom McClure and they had um the, the other guy from um, Cleveland. You know who, who the freezer came Mack. from Cleveland. Yeah, Alex, Alex Mack. Mack. You know, without those two, I mean, look, look at the Falcons' record. I mean, I, I don't care. You get however many pass rushes you want, and they can get the offense off the field. You know, I mean, look at Baltimore. They, they practically held Kansas City to what, seventeen points. But if your offense isn't moving, eventually your defense is going to get tired. And I'm going to tell you, the past two years, even though we had defensive holes. The defense hasn't been the reason why we have been making the playoffs because even two years ago, off, offenses barely score like 18 or 19 points. So the problem with us is we can barely get more than 14. And part of that is due to the quarterback being under duress. And I, I believe the, the center will, will help uh, address a lot of that. So to me, the, the center has to be outside of quarterback, the, the, uh, a top priority. 
Oh, I just I, I it's got it written down here. I, I think it might be it's possible it's the number one priority. And, and I don't think I think some people are missing, you know, outside of the quarterback, what's the number one priority? I think it might be offensive line. That's why I wrote it down. I have offensive line one and uh, edge two. And people are like, offensive line? Yeah. If you can't you can't protect you're gonna go out and get a quarterback, you're gonna go to Justin Fields and you can't you can't protect him? I mean, you want him to get killed? And I appreciate the call, Frank. One of the truths about football is this, and it's a truth about football, right? We all understand it. If you run the ball and stop the run, you win the game. It, it, it's an old saying, and there's some truth in it, some merit in it. What it's saying is football is won and lost. While it's nice to have high-flying quarterbacks and wide receivers, and we all want that, that can go down the field and hit those big bombs and all that kind of stuff, that's great. If you can't control the line of scrimmage, football is a point-of-contact game. And it hasn't changed as a point-of-contact game forever. It's still right there at that ball, okay? It's a point-of-contact game. If you can't win that point-of-contact game on either side, you're not going to win many games. And so you've got to win the point-of-contact. And the Falcons don't do that on the offensive line. All right, I want to give uh, Taylor and Mel and everybody else uh, plenty of time here, so I may break early here. I'm asking you a question about what the Falcons' priority is beyond just quarterback. First couple of callers there, Frank and Rags, are talking about offensive line. I tend to agree with them. I mean, there are other priorities on the team that we'll go over because I think you need a minimum of six new starters. I think I could argue for seven new starters on this team. I'll go through that list next. And your calls at 404-726-0929. Sunday, we're talking Falcons today. Talk Braves tomorrow with John Fricky on Sports Radio 92 The Game. Oh, yeah, it's a hot Sunday. I, I know it's kind of chilly out there, but the talk is hot. You're the guest at 404-726-0929. John Fricky with you on a Sunday. Uh, talking Falcons today. Talked a lot of Hawks yesterday. Uh, we'll talk uh, a lot of Braves tomorrow as uh, spring training gets uh, up and rolling here. Uh, and just talking with the Falcons here because Terry Fontenot came out and made these, and we'll play that soundbite for you a little bit later on again, made these comments where he was on NFL Network with Steve Weish and Kind of talking around it, but boy, it sounded like you just reading between the lines that in reevaluating uh, Justin Fields that that might become a possibility. And every, literally every mock draft I see from every so-called expert and some are experts uh, says that Caleb Williams is going number one to Chicago. None of them say Chicago's trading the pick. Well, a lot of them say, including the Falcons Wire and NFL.com, that the Falcons are trading up in the draft. Now, just one thing before we get to a couple of your calls here, and this is about the quarterbacking thing and about drafting up. NFL.com says the, that uh, Daniels drops to number four and the Falcons trade up for him. Uh, Falcons Wire says uh, that uh, Daniels is available at three and the Falcons trade up with the Patriots. To do that, uh, Falcons Wire says they would have to send the Patriots the number eight pick, their 2025 first-round pick, Desmond Ritter, and a couple of later draft picks. So they'd have to give up a big haul to move up five spots to get Jaden Daniels. Now, if the team values Jaden Daniels, that's fine. The The issue, and this is not anything with Falcons Wire or NFL.com, the issue with Jaden Daniels isn't the Falcons Wire or NFL.com's proposed trades. The issue with Jaden Daniels is twofold. One, how much do the Falcons value him? And then we'll find that out in the NFL Combine when they get a really, really good look-see at him and a really a chance to really spend time with him. And, of course, the NFL Combine is in two weeks. 
And the second part of that is how much of a chance are you willing to take that Washington doesn't fall in love with Jaden Daniels too? In other words, you don't go into free agency for a quarterback. You don't trade for Justin Fields. You say you're at number eight and we're either good with trying to get a Bo Nix or a Michael Penix or somebody later in the draft, or we value Jaden Daniels. But what if Caleb Williams goes number one in Chicago and suddenly there's the commissioner, boo, with the number two pick in the NFL draft, the Washington Commanders select Jaden Daniels, quarterback Algie. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. What are you going to do now? You want Drake May? Is that what you want? It is a high, high risk maneuver to be for this team to be going to the NFL draft, counting on a quarterback, unless they just happen to be privately in love with Michael Penix, in which case they could drop down a couple of spots and take him. But we can't know that, right? But the way Terry Fontenot was talking, it sounded a little bit to me like, hey, listen, we're just preparing you for the fact that we have been talking to the Bears here about a trade for Justin Fields. That's what it sounded like to me. Let's get your uh, calls here. Let's go to our old buddy Mel. Mel, what is shaking today, Mel? What you got? Hey, Mel. John, first time caller, John. Yeah. Yeah, that's you, Mel. (laughs) You got it. (laughs) Let me say this. By the way, Mel, good line. (laughs) I know you ain't going to cut me off, John. No, of course not. I don't do that, Mel. Let me say that. I just heard you uh, go through your promo just a few minutes ago before you, before you put me on. I don't look in. In that free age, I don't want none of them bomb quarterbacks. I heard you missing some names, you know, who you like in the free agent. I don't want none of them bombs. I'm so sick of y'all talking about the quarterback from uh, Chicago. The back are not going to even do that. But look here. But you had great calls, the first two calls, John, talking about the Falcons. They took you, – you see that, John? Yeah, no, I'm listening to you, man. Okay, okay, you listen. All right, all right. I, call. I hope that wasn't nobody uh, uh, calling me. Uh, uh, the bookie calling me. But look, that the right? office line. You won, though. I heard you, I heard you missing something about uh, Jake Matthew. I know he, I know you, he, 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 he took care of uh, uh, our first quarterback that we had went to the Super Bowl. But you mentioned that, that player from, from uh, Notre Dame. He's off. I thought he was a defensive player. Yeah, well, I mean, old-fashioned new, right? Yeah, 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 but you know that'd be a, that'd be a, a good draft for the Falcons to go through uh, to help out on the offensive line. Yeah, we we had we had Mac, the uh, uh, the son of the son of the son of. Oh, wait, wait, that, uh, wait, 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 hang on, back up, back up. Uh, I was not, Notre Dame. You mean Joe Alt? No, I'm talking about the, the, the son from uh, uh, when you when you had that great offensive line. I'm talking about Alex Mack. Yeah, Mac. Yeah, we need a summer. I heard you talking about they're going to switch some of the guys, some of our offensive linemen from the right side and put one of them in center. Look here, much of you like uh, like college football, you be tell me we, they don't have no, no good summer in the upcoming draft? Well, I, I mean, I don't know how they – I'm sure that there probably are some good centers. I mean, is there a Mike Ken? I, I, I don't know. I mean, this is going to be – I, I'm not saying that that 
you can't draft a center. They may because Matt Hennessy is not going to be on this team. Matt Hennessy is a free agent. They're not going to bring him back. So, yeah, I don't say that. But like I said, much you look at college football, and I do too sometimes, but we need to do something with that offensive line. I, I, I agree with everything the first two calls you, uh, uh, calls you had and uh, talk about the offensive line. Yeah, we just, let's do something with the offensive line, John. Right. No, I agree because I think the great teams – look, one of the things that, that people – you focus on, Mel, look look at the – Georgia probably could have been three national titles in a row, right, is they talked about how great the defense was and Jordan Davis and all these superstars that were coming off the defensive side of the football that were all going to Philadelphia, et cetera, et cetera. You know, you had the, the big star quarterbacks and the big star wide receivers – the, the fact was that in that period of time, in this last three years, Georgia's had the best offensive line in college football. And when you have the best offensive line in the game, you win lots of you games. You win. So that's what, the, that what, see, that's what we're speaking of, speaking of right now. See, like, you know, like the first two calls we're talking about. Let's do something with the offensive line and still, and still worry about one more quick thing about the quarterback. Rivers ain't going nowhere. He's going to be, look here. He's been there for two years now. He's a veteran. So we got a veteran quarterback. That's why I'm coming. Thank you for the first caller. My right. taking my first, it, first time calling, John. Yeah. Appreciate you. <laughs> yeah. Seven new starters uh, on this team at a minimum. Uh, you need a new starting quarterback. Mel's on the Ritter camp. Okay, which is fine. That, you know, Mel's been around a long time. There are people that are on the Ritter camp. I'm not mocking you. I mean, you have to hope that he has a, a better coaching staff this time around and he does develop here. And maybe the quarterback center exchange is an issue. And I don't know, maybe they change the offense, which they will do. Because, well, let me stop for a second before I get to the free agents. Since we're so close to free agency here, uh, because we're only three weeks. When we had the last changeover, right? We bought in Arthur Smith from the Titans. We bought in Terry Fontenot from the Saints. The Bears guys come down here, and all of a sudden, who are the who are the free agents that we're getting? Oh, oh, we're getting guys from the Saints and from the Titans and from the Bears. Well, what do you know? I'm going to brace you that since we're bringing in Raheem Morris and Zach Robinson and Jimmy Lake that we're going to see free agents from where? Anybody? Wild guess. Anybody want to – what team are we going to be seeing free agents sign from? Oh, yeah, that would mean the L.A. Rams. <laughs> yeah. Why? Because they know these guys. And so, uh, you know, the L.A. Rams, like Jordan Fuller, safety – I'm good. Jordan Fuller's a good player. And you put him Jordan Fuller next to Jesse Bates out there at safety, okay, I'm good with that. I am good with Jordan Fuller and Jesse Bates as being my safeties. You know, I, I'm good with that. That would be a good thing. Quarterback safety, because we need a safety, because the Richie Grant days are done. Uh, Are we all good? I'm good with Jordan Fuller as a Rams free agent coming in and staying with Jimmy Lake and being paired with Jesse Bates and DeMarco Helms being a backup. Cornerback, the Jeff Okuda thing just didn't work. We gave it a shot. Okay. We gave it a try. Dude was the number three overall pick in the NFL draft. Detroit gave up on him for a reason. We see why now. That didn't work out. We need a cornerback. Edge. Self-explanatory, we've talked about it. They could use the number eight pick on Dallas Turner or Jared Verse. 
Offensive line, maybe center, that's a high priority. Joe Alt from Notre Dame, Olafashinu from Penn State, two guys that look like they are going to be star players in the NFL in, in, for a number of years. They have the game for it uh, right there at the top of the draft. I would have no problem. Their tackles, I get that by, by trade. But if they can move Lindstrom inside to center, I know that it's not – and the one caller was it wrong, Frank, talking about how Lindstrom's a – maybe the best offensive guard in the NFL. Why do you want to you know, kind of break that up and make him a center? Well, center's a more important position. And, uh, you know, I mean, McGarry knows that we, he struggles with pass pro, right? If you move him inside to guard, does that help him? Because he doesn't have to use his feet quite as much. And I, I don't know. I don't know how they view it. That's up to Raheem how he looks at this, right? Uh, so that's five. Wide receiver, stretch wide receiver. I think you can – if they want to go into the draft at wide receiver into round three – at wide receiver, I mean, you're way past Marvin Harrison, obviously, or Malik Neighbors or Keon Coleman, any of those guys. If you're looking into the third round, you're looking at Lad McConkey, You're looking at Jermaine Burton. That's the kind of guys you're looking at. So maybe veteran free agent to go along. I think Ben Jefferson could be back. You know, I mean, after all, he did play with the Rams, right? I mean, so he could be back. Uh, and then I think you need a nickel. Uh, Clark Phillips, a nice young player, but I think you need another cover corner here that can act as a nickel. So I think at least seven spots need to be potentially new starters with the team. All right, let's go to uh, Taylor. He joins John. Hey, Taylor. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, hey, good morning. Just miss you, miss you and Hugh in the morning, just so you know. But good to hear you on the weekend. I appreciate that, Taylor. But uh, a couple things. I mean, obviously, we talked about offensive line. You know, Jake Matthews is getting long in the twos. We could always use depth there. You know, on the defensive line, obviously, we're still missing a pass rush. And I think the Falcons are the best organization in football at missing on dominant pass rushers. I think the last three regimes have done a terrible job of getting anybody in here that can do that job. But uh, I agree with everything you're saying. I, I would throw one thing at you. If you don't like it, just throw it right back. And that is Mike Linebacker. When we go to this new 3-4 scheme, we don't have a run stopper in the middle of the field. We've got great speed. In the last 10 years, we've drafted these agile, fast linebackers that can cover backs, that can cover tight ends. But when's the last time we had a dominant run stopper? We need somebody that can play in the middle of the field with three down linemen. Those guys do a great job of eating up double teams, but somebody that can get in there and make tackles you know, at three yards and, and at the line of scrimmage, not catching guys at, at six and seven yards. So I think Mike Linebacker yeah, is a position – it depends on how they ahead, value John. it. I, I, I think I, I think Taylor, I can make an argument that Nate Lamman would fill that spot. You know, they they had to put Nate Lamman more of an edge guy because of the injury to Troy Anderson. But with if Anderson's back and healthy, you know, I mean, Lamman is a pretty and you know, Ellis is more of a speed outside guy, right? But uh, Nate Lamman, he's more he, he strikes me as more of an inside kind of backer. Uh, so, you know, it doesn't mean you don't want to upgrade every position. You want to upgrade everything. We all understand that. I mean. The, 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 we I get that. Maybe not running back. Okay, maybe not running back. That's the only place, you know, okay. But you, everything else, sure. I mean, do like, for example, I'll give you a wild one here. Just I, excuse me for a second, Taylor. Do we have to at some point talk about place kicker? Do we got we got I'm just asking. All right, so, uh, you know, um, yeah, so but, but back to your original point here about uh, going after edge rushers. Yes. I would argue to you that they actually did draft one who was really good since he led the NFL in sacks and then disappeared on us, Vic Beasley. But he did lead the NFL in sacks in 2016, led the entire one league. Year. 
I, I don't know what happened to him. He just decided he wanted to be a preacher. He didn't want to play football, uh, which is his choice. Hey, listen, that's fine. Um, but so, no, I agree with you. I mean, it'd be nice to get an edge guy. If they're drafting offensive linemen, though, uh, Taylor, I want to go back to your original point here. You could not use the number eight pick to take a Joe Alder or an Ola Fashion or whoever you value more. If you're going to do it that way on a depth guy, that guy, that dude is plug and play starter, right? So no, absolutely not. You, you, you can't take a top 10 pick for, for depth, right? There's right. plenty of room in the draft for that. You can pick up great offensive linemen, the third, fourth, fifth round guys that fit your scheme. Um, you've got to go with a dynamic player in the top 10. It's got to be a game changer, obviously a quarterback, uh, the edge rush, uh, even a, even a ball hawk in the, in the defensive secondary. You're right. We need another quarter. You feel pretty good about the quarterback room, but you need another one. You need depth there and, uh, and you need a free safety. But we've got to get a game changer in the top ten, and not just another role player. No, I absolutely. So that would tell me if all of a sudden, you know, depending on what happens with free agency, if all of a sudden oh, we get to draft day and you know it's fake right go left and and Goodell walks up there and go and boo with the number eight pick in the NFL draft, the Atlanta Falcons select Olo Fashionu, offensive tackle, Penn State. What does that tell you? It tells you they're moving Chris Linson to center because there's no other play. You're not going to draft all the fashion who put him at center. You're not putting McGarry at center. You're not putting fashion on the bench. Bergeron's not moving. I mean, that's the, that would be the only answer. And how does that work? I don't know. I mean, yeah, you're, the boo birds are going to come center? out if we draft another offensive lineman with the number eight pick. Unless it works. <laughs> we, Unless it actually works. Though it's twenty twenty, right? We look back, we'll say, "Man, that was a great pick." But we're gonna we're gonna boo Goodell well, and, and all the how many how many people? But Taylor, how many people are screaming? Look at Panay Sewell. We we could have had him, and look at what he did with Detroit. Yeah. The, the good news is, is we got so many holes to fill. I would like to think we can't screw it up, but that is not the history of this organization. <laughs> so I, I have zero faith in in this organization to get this pick right. To be honest with you. I, don't, I mean, again, I appreciate it, Taylor. NFL.com regraded the draft to 2023. So the Falcons had the best draft of the NFC South, top 10 in the NFL. Bijan Robinson, Matthew Bergeron, Zach Harrison, top three. Pretty good draft. All right, uh, quick break. More of your calls here. What position besides quarterback is most important for the Falcons to focus on? Free agency three weeks away. Uh, Sports Radio 99 the game. Maybe it's me, uh, Eric Slaughter, uh, but John Fricky with you on Sports Radio Nighttime, the game from the Northern Kia Studios, uh, live on this Sunday morning. Uh, but I think the callers have been really good today. Oh, I agree with you. Yes, we have some really good callers and uh, some really good opinions. Yep, yep, yep. So, and I present to you, uh, you know, some some facts, and I, I try and update them only to arm yourself uh, with, with with some information. Uh, because, you know, my job to kind of dig through all this kind of stuff and find it for you. Uh, though, obviously, a lot of fans are learning enough to do it themselves because they're just interested. When we're talking about the Falcons here, ESPN's come out with its new uh, NFL quarterback rankings for the draft, okay, for the draft rankings. There are five first-round, uh, they say, tags, okay, first-round tags on five quarterbacks. You know three of them, right, off the top, Eric, right? Caleb yes. Williams, Drake, May, Jaden, Dane. Okay. That's correct. Do you know who the other two that have a first-round tag on them, according to ESPN's analysts and experts, are? I can give you some guess. One, definitely Bo Nix out right. of Oregon. You, uh, Bo Nix is correct. Okay. Um, and actually, I'm going to say J.J. McCarthy. 
You are correct, sir. You are. You are. That was well done. Yeah, I do a little JJ McCarthy yeah. and uh, Bo Nix. They put a round two tag on Michael Penix. I have to believe that that is based on the two knee injuries. Keep in mind, again, I, I, I know some of you who listen or are kind of P1 listeners hear me repeat stuff, but I do this for the benefit of the audience that hasn't heard me or hasn't, uh, you know, uh, heard me say the before here when it comes to things like Michael Penix is one year younger than Justin Fields. One year. Okay? By next year, Justin Fields will be 26. Michael Penix will be 25. Okay? So he's one year younger. Uh, and then a round two tag on Penix. And then the weekend which is three and beyond, uh, tags from ESPN to Spencer Rattler from South Carolina, Michael Pratt from Tulane, Jordan Travis from FSU, who could have had a higher tag. Who knows how bad the injury is going to be. Sam Hartman, who did himself no favors when he left Wake Forest, went to Notre Dame, and then went to the Senior Bowl. That's regression. And uh, Joe Milton. Okay, so those are weekend tags on those guys. And as always, you, you know, you look at the, the five – uh, we'll just take the top six because I'll include Penix in there. Of uh, Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jaden Daniels, J.J. McCarthy, Bo Nix, and Michael Penix. One of them's going to become a superstar. Two of them are going to become long-term NFL players. Two of them are going to be kind of busty, and one of them is going to flame out. And you just kind of got to go where you're going to go with it. You know, that's the way it is. It's a crapshoot. You got to get the right guy. You don't know. Uh, and the perfect example of that, of course, is San Francisco. <laughs> Trey, Trey Lance, straight up to number three to get Trey Lance. Oh, last pick of the draft. Who do you guys want? Hey, we got the last pick of the draft. Uh, what? Who? I, I, I was some Iowa. Is there a quarterback from Iowa State? Yeah. What's his name? Purdy. Purdy. Yeah, that dude. Four zero four seven two six zero nine two nine. Free agency starts. They call it legal tampering. <laughs> <laughs> the funniest thing in the world in the NFL. Uh, three weeks from tomorrow. And so as a result, let's get going into it because the Falcons have free agents that we have to talk about too, and we'll do that in a couple of minutes here. Let's go to Wayne. Wayne, you're on with John. Hey, Wayne, welcome to the show. Hey, hey thanks for having me, John. Uh, great topic. But if I'm uh, playing GM for the Falcons, my first order of business, of course, is quarterback. Um, I'm taking – the guy with the most pedigree, the most success in the postseason. So I'm going to go Russell Wilson, assuming that he, he walked, uh, the Broncos let him walk. Maybe we can get him on a deal because he's still getting money from them. Then I go squarely to what everybody else has been saying. We hadn't had a legitimate pass rusher down in and down out since John Abraham. So I have to okay, fix that's that. Not, and then, uh, Wayne, stop. That's I just I need to correct people. Vic Beasley led the NFL in sacks. He one was a year. monster in 2016. Yes, one year. One year. But it's one year. But, but you can't. One year. I know. But you, but Wayne, stop. It wasn't just one year. He did have 16 more sacks the next two years. But you can't just say, I don't know what happened there. The man just he did not have football in his blood. Okay, he just. But that's not the Falcons' fault. It's not like no, he. No, I'm not blaming. I'm not blaming the Falcons. But for you can't what say that the Falcons did didn't draft somebody who could do the job because they did. Oh, that's not and what that, I said. What I said me. was, what I said was this: we hadn't had a pass rusher down in and down out that made an impact on the game on a consistent basis 
John Abrams, and that's just the truth. Yes, Big B's had 15, then it went down to eight, then it went down to five or whatever it was. I'm not blaming the Falcons. I'm just giving you my vision as a GM. Give me someone with the athletic bend that can get run the okay. arc. Like so you Turner. do, and you get a guy. Uh, that's fine. So you get it, Wayne. You get a guy. Let's say you draft Dallas Turner, okay? And he leads the NFL in sacks and and and, and, and all that kind of stuff, right? Uh, I, I, are you happy, or are you certain that he's not going to quit on you? See, I mean, well, all right. I'm well, not the thing get is, right, so the thing is, it, it's a uh, you know the NFL is liquid. There's nothing a solid. You have to prove it year in and year out, and that's what Vic. I know I'm, I'm fine do. with the idea. I'm, uh, look, by the way, I'm not okay. arguing with you, Wayne. I'm just I'm, okay. No I just, problem. I it, love this. It just John. I sti- love it. No, no, no. I, but Wayne, I love you too. I mean, I'm just saying, dude. I'm just saying it just it sticks in my craw that people, that some fans, Falcons fans, and I've had this with other hosts at, at the station, right. just totally discount the fact that Vic Beasley led the entire NFL in sacks, with with you know, and and was was a terror, and I don't know okay. what happened. Right. Right. I agree he just, with he you. Wanted to be, he wanted to be a preacher. What do you want me to do? I, I can't help it. He had another calling in life. Well, right. But that I, doesn't I, mean. You I'm sorry. Go ahead, John. No, I, so, but back to your point here. So let me ask you a question here because I'm curious, Wayne, since you brought it up. Let's talk okay. about Edge, all right, you and I. So okay. I think, not, notwithstanding going out and drafting uh, Verse or, or, or um uh, you know Dallas Turner or somebody with that number eight pick, which I'm not opposed to, by the way. Uh, I'm I'm right. I'm in favor of the idea. If 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 they value that guy as a guy that can get, come in immediately and get you double digit sacks, do you? I, I want to ask you two questions here. Okay, number one is if they were to do that with a Versa or a Turner, are you comfortable with Zach Harrison being what you saw at the end of the year, being the other guy on the other side of the line, being the other edge, starting? Absolutely. Absolutely, 100%. Yes, I would take okay. that because – go ahead. I, what's your second question? No, I just I – I want you to answer the question. I'm going to give you a chance to okay. – I agree with you. Okay. I, by the way, yes, I agree. I, 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 be, okay, so here's a question. Wayne, hang on. I, I just let me, Wayne, let me walk you through it here. You're jumping ahead. All right, so number question number two. What do you do about Calais Campbell and Bud Dupree? I – as much as I would love to have Calais, I'll just give you my opinion, you give me yours. As much as I would love to have Calais, the team only has $26 million under the cap right now. I have other needs. Uh, I don't know if Calais wants to even play another year. He'd have to take a really, really team-friendly deal for a year, and I don't know that he's going to want to do that. Bud Dupree, on the other hand, I would probably want to keep. Uh, so, But that's kind of where I fall here. In terms of those of those edge guys, how do you feel? I feel I would take Calais if he's available because the tutelage that he gave Zach Harrison and the incline that that kid showed towards the end of the season, he's trending in the right direction. He asked questions. He stayed under Calais. And in a roundabout way, I would like to have seen what Vic Beasley could have been with another year with Dwight Freeney by his side. So we don't know that, but I would have liked to have seen that. So absolutely, I'm totally sold on Zach Harrison. He's big, and when you play a 3-4 defense, you need a five-technique defensive end who can absolutely wreck a game plan. And that's what Calais Campbell has been throughout his 
years when he wasn't playing on the inside. So I'm definitely in favor of Calais Campbell. Not only did he teach this year, the guy has six sacks, several tackles for losses, and he just caused havoc at his advanced age. The guy still has a lot of juice and get-up left in his tank. So I'm all aboard for Calais Campbell. All aboard. Me too. Me, me too. But you there's know, an argument to be made. You know, I mean, Calais is, right. a, is a free agent. Bud Dupree is a free agent. How much are they going to cost right. you? You have other issues. Right. If you're comfortable with Zach Harrison and you're going to draft an edge, the, the best available edge, if you value coming out of the combine in two weeks and say, look, Verse or Turner, six one half dozen the other. Some people think that, you know, it, you know maybe the Turner's slightly better. Uh, you know, and one's a slightly better rusher, the other slightly better at run. Right. Uh, so, and let you me know, ask how, you this how do you question. want to work it? Mm-hmm. Let me ask you a question. We sure. may have some depth at, at edge since we've gone to a 3-4. I've, I've often contended that D'Angelo Malone, while he played at Western Kentucky, but one thing he showed there, he could absolutely get to the passer. It doesn't matter. If you can, just like I heard on the NBA All-Star game last night, if you can shoot, you can shoot. If you can rush the passer, you can rush the passer in the parking lot, in the grocery store. It doesn't matter. D'Angelo Malone showed that in college. I don't know if he actually got enough reps to show anything to the other regime. I would love to see how this guy shakes out as a stand-up outside linebacker if he has that type of skill to drop into coverage. But I would love to see him uh, – even on passing downs to see what we have because I think that's an untapped talent. Being able to get the court at the quarterback at any level is a skill, and I think we should, uh, you know, investigate that to see where we are. Yep. No, I, I, I'm not. I think you're you're onto something, Wayne. I and I appreciate the call. I would add into you. you that the the other person to put into that mix too, in whatever uh, Jimmy Lake's going to do in in regards to. You know, flexing the defense is Troy Anderson. Maybe you go out and get another linebacker, and you take Troy Anderson, put him out there as a flex edge. You know, and so uh, there's a lot of ways this can go. Um, Ryan Nielsen did a great job. I thought Dean Pease did a really great job. I thought Ryan Nielsen did a really great job. Jimmy Lake has a hard act, hard acts to follow, because I think that both Dean Pease and Ryan Nielsen did such good jobs. Uh, we, we better see Jimmy Lake, you know, really step it up here. And again, that's all they, that's see, this is why we can't know what the priorities are going to be. Only they know right now, as they sit down and break down, we know how much money they have again, 26 million under the cap that of course we could grow with future cuts or restructurings. Uh, and then they have to decide first before they even go into the free agent market to go after anybody else. What do you do with your own free agents? Right. We'll go through that free agent list and we'll ask you about what do you do with the Falcons free agents? And uh, as part of the uh, discussion here, and spirited calls, good calls, great calls, about besides quarterback, what's the most important thing you have to do with potentially seven new starters needed on this team? Uh, Sports Radio 92 on the game in the Odyssey app. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. 
Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.